0: You're listening to Orange
1: Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. Every time I would go and get on the Florida Trail, it it was like the siren song just leading me deeper and deeper (laughs) in. It's like, oh, well, I've seen this. Well, I need to go check out this area. And it's like, oh, and it was kind of like just kind of clicking things off. And it wasn't necessarily that, you know, I I see a lot of times when you're like, people go and be like, oh, I need to do all these peaks or, you know, blah, blah, you're kind of just checking things off the list and yeah okay it's rad adventures i get that but the florida trail wasn't really like that for me it was just
0: like i I could it was a drug that i could not get enough of that was sean Runbum blanton a 2020 florida trail through hiker and ultra marathoner and i'm misty ridley little host for the podcast sean is no stranger to the orange blaze podcast as he was a guest on episode 22 last september at that time he came on to talk about his ultra running trail advocacy and volunteer work and how he was prepping for the Wild Florida 120 race, an ultra marathon he created on the Florida Trail. Sean is back on for another episode to chat about the Wild Florida 120, but also about his fastest known time slash only known time of the Florida Trail just a few weeks ago. Sean, with the help of a few people crewing for him at road crossings, ran and hiked the Florida Trail to set an assisted FKT of the Florida Trail at 22 days, 7 hours, and 28 minutes. If you listen to Sean's first episode, you'll know he lacks no enthusiasm for what he does and for the Florida Trail, and that comes out in this episode as well. This episode is my longest one yet, so feel free to break it into two listening sessions or save it for a long walk around their neighborhood during these pandemic times. I was having Skype issues when I recorded with Sean, and we opted for the easiest method of recording, which was by phone on Google Voice, so the audio quality isn't my usual. Other than that, you'll be just as excited about the Florida Trail after hearing Sean talk about his hike and all that he experienced along the way. All right, on to the episode. All right, so you're in Atlanta.
2: I saw you posting uh, some stuff from like the Virgin Islands and stuff. Was that just old old stuff you're sharing or were you actually traveling there recently?
1: Oh, no, I, uh, I really try to, uh, like right now, especially with this whole weirdness that we got going on, I've just been trying to you know, post a, a lot of the photos and videos and stuff of uh, places I've been kind of to remind myself, uh, you know, how beautiful life can be and, and also to share stuff with other people. You know, I think a lot of people are stuck inside right now and people are kind of, you know, just on their phones and on their computers or watching TV. And, you know, hopefully it uh makes somebody smile or, or uh gets the wheels turning for uh, what to do, you know, when life gets more normal.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's I've been enjoying what you've shared because it also reminds me <laughs> just how much you get around. And I think I was also struck by how much you get around because as soon as you finished the Florida Trail, you were off, you know, doing another race, and then you had another race you were going to be doing, and it's kind of you go and go and go. <laughs> so I don't yep. know. I mean, you must be totally – uh Spinning, uh, spinning your wheels now that you can't go and go and go.
1: Actually, yeah, it, it's funny. Uh, I, it's it's really hard for me to, like, stop and be still. And, uh, you know, that's – right now I, I'm kind of in the, the boat that obviously most people are in is that we're kind of just this forced time to go inwards or, you know, just to slow down. And, and that's the hardest thing for Sean Bland to do and uh yeah absolutely i was in uh pedal to the metal you know from when we started the uh the florida trail and you know that was one of the reasons that i uh had to go as fast as i i did is uh you know i took a couple of days longer than i had wanted to um you know which i'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit uh for various reasons but ultimately i had a, a three-week break, break in between uh putting on events, uh, running events like I do. And basically it's like, you can do this. So it's like, you know, dreams of AT or PCT will probably never happen because I just do not have uh, the time or the ability to take, you know, 45 days to 60 days off at at any point, you know?
2: Right, right. So now I know you've canceled at least one race. Do you have any that you think you're going to hopefully be able to make or you are those still up in the air
1: yeah so i don't like to use the word cancel we're postponing um our event which which is uh, it's kind of weird so the one that we just had to postpone is the first event that i ever put on ever uh it's called the georgia death race um and i know you talk about the, the at a lot and uh we actually finish at amicalola falls they park Um, so Mm
3: -hmm.
1: which is where essentially the AT starts I mean it doesn't technically start there but the approach trail starts there Uh, we pass right by Springer Mountain Uh, we don't get on the AT but we cross it a couple times and and uh, it's always like my birthday weekend uh, which is the last uh, weekend in March and so it's kind of this this would have been year eight I believe and it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and you know it started off as just this crazy thing that, you know, um, I wanted to show people how North Georgia had very difficult uh, challenging terrain that, you know, stands up to Western uh, stuff, Uh, you know, so we kind of put this out as a, you know, kind of like Shut up guys out west with your country club trails, like well manicured <laughs> yeah. trails. Like we, we got hard shit out here too. And and ultimately, uh, it's a 74 mile point-to-point race. It started out as like 64 miles. Uh, and we've added some other trails on it. So yeah, that, 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 uh, race itself is, that's my baby. I mean, they all are, but you know, th- this is, this was the first one. And, um, you know, I, I guess. I go big on things like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I think right now is a bad time to get into race directing, but, you know, I I never started with like a 5K race or a a 10 miler. The first event I ever put on ever was 64 miles in North Georgia with no cell service. So uh, uh, everything that that went wrong, conceivably, went wrong. And so like a baptism by fire. And uh, so, yeah, we had to, Postpone that and then I've got two, I'm sorry, three other events. One's the last weekend in April. Uh, the other, the second one is the second weekend in May and that actually is held in Grayson Highlands State Park. Again, Mm. if you're an AT hiker, we go all over the Grayson Highlands, not on the AT though. We cross it, I think like eight times, um, which the AT through Grayson Highlands is amazing, but you have not lived until you've spent time doing all those trails there's wilderness areas all around that i mean there's just hundreds of miles of trails up in that area and i'm fortunate enough to spend about like i would call it three weeks a year maybe a little more um kind of exploring and doing stuff up there and and uh so we basically have the first event that when the park opens back up we kick that up and and donate money to park and just have a an awesome time up there so that's Likely to get rescheduled to September now. Uh, so, okay. yeah, it, it, this whole thing is kind of kooky, but, you know, we're just – we're rolling with the punches.
2: Good, good. So that's good that people are, are still going to be able to race, hopefully, and uh, <laughs> all things, you know, going back to normal, hopefully. Uh, we'll just have to, I guess, wait and see on that. But that's good that you'll still be able to uh, host the race, hopefully, in a few months. So, um, Well, I guess to bring – I kind of been working backwards here in the timeline. So now you have yeah. more time to recover from your Florida Trail hike, but um I guess maybe we can just talk about that. Like you 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 put on the Wild Florida 120, but you also right after that did a Florida Trail FKT. Why I know you kind of speaking from you last with you last time, you've kind of fallen for Florida the Florida Trail and 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 started enjoying it, but what made you decide to, you know, finally decide to hike it and to make it an SKT attempt?
1: Well, like, for, first of all, um, gosh, like, I started thinking about that probably like a year and a half ago. Um, I would call this the Goldilocks Trail for distance, at least, uh, for through hiking. Um, you know, it's it's 2,000-plus miles. Like, you look at these bigger trails, AT, CDT, PCT, that's a long way and that's a really big dedication um for time and just like i think mentally um I, and i'll get into this more about kind of like losing you know motivation you know through the through the trail uh, as I was doing it a little bit towards the end but you know I, I think when you're trying to you know in your mind before you're doing something you, you know you try to go through every stage and every step you know, in preparation, like what you think at least you're going to experience and what you're going to do about it. At least that's what I would think that anyone who actually finishes like a long distance trail probably has done or, or should do, Um, you know, all about visualization and stuff. But when I start thinking about 2000 plus miles, I'm like, fuck, that is like, that's daunting, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um 1100 miles, like it's just right you know, five, eight, you know, Arizona trail, 800 miles, that sounds pretty rad too. You know, I I think that 800 to 1200 mile range is, is, is pretty cool. Uh, and that's kind of what originally attracted me to it. And, and, uh, you know, as you noted earlier, I do a lot of, I've done a lot of traveling. I blow all my money on traveling, all my credit card points, everything. Um, and I go run, hike, whatever. Uh, lately it's been more walking and hiking than running, which I'm, changing right now I'm trying to get back into running shape um but yeah I just like exploring and seeing stuff that other people like don't really get to to see and and all my events that I put on they're not really in popular places or if it is a quote-unquote more popular place like Grayson Highlands we go times of years where like where no one's out there you know hardly so I try to take people to these wild and scenic places and and not because we're trying to come in there and you know, like pave a highway through there and, you know, have a big rock festival or anything like that. You know, I mean, the whole thing is taking people to these areas so they can appreciate them and hopefully protect them and, and, and share that. I mean, that's what they're there for,
3: uh,
1: yeah. for the public to enjoy. And, and for me, the Florida trail, it's like every time I would get out there, you know, dating a girl in Florida for a while and, and, um, every time I would go and get on the Florida trail, it was like the siren song just leading me deeper and deeper in it's like oh well I've seen this well I need to go check out this area and it's like oh and it was kind of like just kind of clicking things off and it wasn't necessarily that you know I I see a lot of times when you're like people go and be like oh I need to do all these peaks or you know blah blah blah. you're kind of just checking things off the list and yeah okay it's rad adventures I get that but the Florida trail wasn't really like that for me it was just like I, I could it was a drug that I could not get enough of and it was like every time it blew my mind how it could get more scenic more remote and less people had been places that I was going and I'm like how is this even possible so that that was kind of the mentality that I had when when tackling the Florida trail and you know, I'd looked at some other things as well. Uh the Smokies 900. Maybe somebody could pay me to,
3: to do that. It's like uh, Great
1: Smoky Mountains National Park has like I think it's like 700 miles of trail, but there's no way to do all of the trail. Like I think the the least amount of miles that you can cover on foot to do all of the trails is like 900 yeah. miles. Um wow. and I looked at I looked at that too. That's still pretty interesting to me. Um, so I guess that's kind of what, what led me to that and spending a bunch of time in central Florida. You know, just, I, I mean, it's not like you go someplace one time and you see it. Like Juniper Prairie Wilderness, I've run through there like five times now. Every time it is just as awesome. You know, yeah. Uh, Tosahatchee, same thing. You know, Sim, uh, Seminole Ranch, same thing. So I, I I found myself getting kind of bored with all this stuff in North Georgia. I've done it you know countless times uh and and ultimately, I was just like, yeah I was, I was really excited to just go explore in florida and and I had this basically twenty four day stint that or maybe twenty two days that I could just didn't have to work and I could probably go go do that. so that's I that was the game
2: plan, right. So I guess what, dis- what did you – why did you decide to do it as, I guess, a supported and versus an unsupported? And, then, and I know based on listening to your uh, other podcast that you're not really hung up on the whole lingo around it, but because I know people are hung up on that lingo, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, um, I guess, why you went the route you went, and I know you had at least one person uh, screwing you, but did anybody else help you out?
1: Yeah, so – That's, like, one thing that is kind of interesting. Let's let's talk about the route that I took. So um, going northbound, like, I wanted to finish on the beach. Um, I wanted to finish in Gulf Islands National Park at Fort Pickens. When I was a kid, um, every summer we would go for, like, a week, a week and a half to Perdido Key. And Johnson Beach, which actually is on the other side of uh like if you're at Fort Pickens and you're looking due west, if that uh you yeah. know, Gulf Island has a gap and then it hits another side and then that's still Florida, that's where I went every summer as a kid and you could see from the high rise condo that my aunt owned at the time like she let us stay there for free, you know, you could see Fort Pickens. Um so in the whole Pensacola Bay and everything, so it, it, it kind of was had this cool you know thing in my mind where it's like man, almost like I'm I'm, I'm coming full circle back to my childhood, you know, and uh, that was that was a pretty motivating factor um, for me. And um, you know, one of the reasons that I, ha- I was fully uh, crude is uh, I actually have. uh dietary restrictions. Uh, For the last year and a half, my stomach has been really messed up. Like, my I get random acid reflux, like, horrible, like, for Mm. a week. And it's just, like, almost throwing up stomach acid. My whole, it'll burn my uh, vocal cords. I can't talk. Mm. Um, Sometimes I aspirate it. It gets in my lungs, and I can barely breathe for a couple days. Um, And only, actually, on the Florida Trail, like, doing all that just horrible horrible beat down but mileage uh, on my body it actually like i found out kind of what's bothering and it's refined sugar so um mm. i was I, I was afraid to even you know go a day you know by myself but also i really and i know a lot of people be like oh i really don't like camping i have a messed up <laughs> shoulder and, and and i i'm spoiled i need to i respect the heck out of it and i think more people need to do it because you know, we need to get back to nature, and and people need it's, it's a forced slowdown like right now, and 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 we need that, people need that. You know, it's like the older generation, and you know, young people don't really go camping; they want like instant gratification. And so, you know, I love the idea of it. I just it, it's I just can't get comfortable, unfortunately. So, right. Um, I I did car camp a couple nights. That was horrible in the back of my Tacoma (laughs)
2: yeah I can imagine oh
1: that was horrible but yeah and I, I had so I had um a guy I should say that I should have said that before anything else like it wasn't just me doing this like I would not have been able to finish the Florida Trail without Joey Delgado who was my crew chief um he pretty much put his entire life on pause for a month and change Uh, to come down and and help me do this and uh, he lives in Ohio he's uh, Puerto Rican but from uh, like he lived in Homestead for most of his life so Mm -hmm. um, he was I don't know it's really cool you know after the fact talking to him because it was like oh you spent the whole time with him it's like not really because I would see him for a couple minutes like at a road crossing and then I wouldn't see him for three or four hours and then I'd see him again you know and and, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a very unique experience. I mean, like, you know, like I would call them if I had service and be like, hey, man, you're doing good, blah, blah. And it, it was pretty stressful at times, like really stressful. Like, dude, do you know where you're going, blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, I, I failed horribly like about eight, nine years ago um, for the Appalachian Trail FKT. This is before people were really, really doing it. Um, and, uh, cause I had a lady miss me four different times in the first three days. And I, yeah. And it was like, you know, gates were closed, like forest service gates were closed. It shouldn't have been closed. Like there was blowdowns preventing her to get to me. And, you know, it, it just, it was a nightmare. So like, that's what I was coming off of, even though it was a long, long time ago. And that's what I had, you know, imprinted in my mind. And so I was freaked out i was like dude you're gonna miss me and you know that caused some friction he's like i'm not gonna miss you and, and i'm like you need to use the gut hook app and he was like no no i've got like google like you know printed maps and i'm like well the the forward trails yeah so anyway that that was yeah. interesting and he never missed me in the whole time he never missed me he was never oh late. that's so good fucking <laughs> He killed it and he like sometimes he would come in and I would be like, Joey, you okay? And he'd be like frazzled as hell, like, I just got here two minutes ago, I had to drop two hours around and, and I'm out there just like, Oh, cool, look at this bald eagle over there and I'm like, Hey Joey, what's going on? He's like, You're never gonna guess I'm like, Oh well I just saw you know, so it it was uh it was a crazy dynamic and uh I'm sure both of us will look back on that you know in a couple of years and be like wow that was uh that was epic
2: <laughs> but yeah right so so you were staying in a hotel pretty much every night or a motel or any kind of sleeping arrangement other than your car if if it's possible right
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so so night one uh we got to uh Billy Safari and uh i I made this well, first of all, the bed of my truck in my Tacoma is exactly six feet. Okay. However, because there's a liner, it takes about like, you know, maybe an inch and a half off that. Well, I'm six feet tall. So I can't lay fully laid out in the bed of my truck. So what I did is I had this foam mattress and I had to cut like a good six inches off of it to get it to fit in the back of, of the, the truck bed. And I got a camper shell on it, too. The problem was we had so much crap in the back of it, like, you know, uh, that we basically had to, um anytime I would try to sleep in it, I would have to take everything out of that, put it, you know, on the side of the car, hope, hope that, you know, nothing was going to, like, bring, you know, anything from bears, panthers to, you know – bobcats, coyotes, you know, ants, whatever You yeah. start eating on that. And um so the uh the first night when I got to Billy Safari, you know, I was like, man, I'm I'm pretty beat up, you know, but I feel fine, you know, like this isn't too bad and I'm ready to go to sleep. Well that first night it got down to forty eight degrees. Um uh, oh, and yeah, and I don't do well sleeping in cold weather. Like I typically sleep in high 70s like in my apartment or wherever and it helps me acclimate to to warmer weather and uh so anyways i I can't really produce a lot of body heat when i'm not moving and sleeping so i was i we had one of those little chick chickadees or whatever chickadees um from them and it's it's awesome the awesome little setup unless it's 48 degrees you know it's completely (laughs) open air Oh, God, it was awful. So he slept in there, and I was like, well, f- screw that. Like, I'm going to jump in the back of the truck. And so I got in there, and I was jammed in there, and, and you know, everything was, you know, revolting against me on my body. Like, my hips were locking up because I wasn't able to, like, fully stretch out. And I kept waking up shivering. And finally, at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning, I, I shot out to him. I was like, man, fuck this. I got to start moving. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm getting hypothermic out here. And so – Anyways, and we woke up and there's freaking raccoons were like all over the, like the, the, the truck. The truck. <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to get in the coolers and everything. And, you know, I, I opened up the, the back window of the, uh, of the Tacoma and it literally like pushed like one of these raccoons off it. And I was like, oh my God, what
3: <laughs> the hell was that?
1: So, uh, that was kind of funny. And then I, I just started walking, you know, and had, uh, had a beautiful, sunrise through the reservation but yeah that was a a really bad night uh and then the other night uh that and it you know just screwed me up because like i I didn't really sleep maybe an hour or two and then hopkins prairie uh right there at what is that pine island campground or whatever crash there as well i slept maybe two hours same thing got super cold uh but then it got really humid like the humidity in the back of the truck like i couldn't even see out of it like everything was all fogged up oh um, yeah god that, that was horrible and then i woke up went to go use the restroom my legs were so beat up uh that day went to go use the the restroom and my like you know doing number two and you know tmi but my legs <laughs> up i literally fell over rolled in the shoulder and barely missed falling in my own
2: stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness um,
1: but, yeah, we pretty much besides that we, we, we would stay in uh, hotels and, you know, listening to stuff from uh, Jupiter and, and, and that, that Dan guy, like, you know, one of the advantages that those guys have when you're trying to go for, um, you know, a hiking record is that, like, whenever you want to, like, call it a day, you just stop there. You don't have to do any extra hoopla. You don't have to do any extra miles. You're there. You're done. So, when I would get done, it would be like, Okay, now we gotta drive anywhere from, you know, twenty five to, you know, an hour and twenty five to go someplace to to sleep and you know, that's one way, and then it's like cooking dinner and then you know, it would it'd be three three hours, sometimes four hours once we finished to when I would actually get to like lay down and go to bed. Um, you know, and, and I think also it's like you know, I wasn't I was not running the whole time it was mainly walking with road running and shuffling when i could you know the goal would always yeah. be 15 and a half minute miles um if i was on the road i was doing anywhere from 12 and a half to 15 minute miles typically uh and then if i was like on trail it'd be anywhere from 14 to you know 25 minute miles you know what i mean so yeah, it was just, it was nice to stay in hotels and, uh, one night, one of the nights too, I got, I woke up, my dad, my, my parents actually came down for the last like six or seven nights, um, because it was Joey the whole time, except for one of my friends, Hunter came down for a night and it was, I mean, that was great. But, uh, yeah, so my parents came down, brought our little wiener dog. I call her Jade the party the dog. And so that, that was super cool. And I, so I didn't have it booked. Like I didn't have hotels booked out in advance. Like each day I would kind of see, okay, like, where are we going to get to? This is the goal. And then like, I would literally be walking down the trail and booking a hotel for that night. <laughs>
2: wow. Um, wow. i
1: like, yeah, it would be kind of funny. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't want to like waste money, you know, I had a budget. Right. So I didn't want to waste money on,
3: you know, oops, we
1: didn't make it there. There's someplace closer. So, uh, you know, I just, I, that, that was what ended up happening, and then the one night that I let my dad book a place, uh, I woke up at, like, one, and this was, like, you know, it was four or five days ago. Um, it was actually right near, uh, uh, it was in Fountain, Florida, so it was, like, on the on the road walk, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up booking out this little, I don't know, he booked out some, like, motel thing that was on a lake, not actually on the trail itself, but a bit away, and, we ended up waking up cuz I, I was in one bed, my parents were in the other, and I woke up during the middle of the night and I was covered in fucking bed bed bugs.
3: Oh, it was like no. a, night,
1: a nightmare come true. It was it was horrible. And I'd had bed bugs one other time in my life, but I didn't have anything in the room. Everything we had was in the room. And it was like, oh. well, so it, it and it it just ruined the next like, 3 or 4 days. So any time I would have a really bad night's sleep. It would be like okay, I'm not going to hit my goal of fifty, fifty plus miles for for the day, and and it would just and and not only that because it's like oh cool you have this goal it's like make fifty miles yeah heck yeah that's the goal but at the end of the day like the whole point of having fun right and, and you know even though it's going to hurt and it would just kind of ruin the fun I'd be in a shitty mood like all, all day long and just not you know just it wouldn't be fun because yeah. I'm I'm so haggard so right
2: yeah. So, you know, you're talking about having to drive sometimes, you know, 30 minutes to an hour and 30 minutes to to get someplace. What time are you getting on trail and leaving the trail that day? How many hours are you trying to hike slash run?
1: So I think, like, the longest day I ever did was, like, 16 hours, uh, and, uh, you know, it started it started off going super early, uh, and then as things kind of progressed, you know, it's like, in retrospect, I, Joey and I, I think we both agree that like having another person the entire time really to help Joey, like maybe having them do like meal prep, like whatever, uh, just to help him, so that he, a he would get more sleep and also things would go a little quicker, um, you know. But we started off like the first, uh, you know, in Big Cypress, you know, I was I was at the Oasis Center at like four in the morning, right, mm, uh, or mm-hmm. like three thirty in the morning. Got hit with a massive storm. Uh, But, yeah, it kind of just kept getting pushed later and later and later. uh, And I was just fighting this, like, never-ending uphill battle of sleep deprivation. Like, I I was in just such a debt from, as you mentioned, directing a race, like, four days or five days before I I started the trail and, you know, doing all this other stuff. So, it just kind of got pushed later and later. Um, Some days I would – if I knew there was, like, an easy day, and by easy day I mean, like, okay – we got 40 miles, 50 miles on the road. Like that's an easier day for me because it's like, hey, I can actually run. Right. Um, and right. so yeah, and then I I listened to the podcast with Dan who was talking about uh self-supported uh FKT. I, I was listening to that um and one of the, recently and one of the things that I heard him say is he started just he fearing the night and it's like, god, I can relate to that so much because you know, I would get in this weird thing about two or three hours prior to sunset being like, I need to get as far as I can. And then I would pick it up to like pretty much an uncomfortable pace and would kind of like blow my legs out. And, Mm. uh, and it would actually ruin me for the next day. Uh, Like my pacing was all over the damn place. Like I, I ran like an idiot pretty much,
3: but, <laughs> um,
1: and, and I, I paid for it like severely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I it was kind of all over the place and I just would look at kind of like what we had coming up the next day and today, but at the same time, you can't, you can't be paralyzed by the decisions, you know, you can't be paralyzed for your, current decision based on what might or might not come tomorrow, right? Like you gotta just play what's in front of you. So, you know, there's a lot of strategy in it, but at the end of the day it's like you just gotta keep moving forward, you know.
2: Right. Now I think you said something that you didn't you came out with no injuries after all was said and done. So is that was that is that am I recalling that correctly?
1: Yeah, zero injuries. I had one small blister on my pinky toe like around four days in but put some K-tape on it, KT tape, and it was fine. I had, granted, my Achilles and my calves were so damn tight. Like, I thought the last four days was like, these are going to snap, like, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I just was, like, meaning to stretch every day at the end of the day, but I was just so dang tired. Um, But when I would stretch, it was like, oh, man, I would feel so much better. Um, And actually, the other thing I was pretty – Stoked about was I did not take any nacids, so I didn't have any actual mm. Tylenol. It was just CBD drops and THC drops, and that got me through the whole thing, right as rain.
2: Perfect. So, do you think that just because of your 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 history of of all these of your running history, um, do you think that's what helped prevent the injuries, or or is it just that you were lucky?
1: No, uh, 100%. Yeah, there, there was absolute no luck to that. Um, I pretty much never wear socks, uh, anytime I'm running, unless it's raining or wet, um, or I'm going in sand. Like, I don't ever wear socks. And so my feet, and I've done that for a very long time, and I don't recommend, like, hiking boots, I feel like, are, are, like, I feel like we're almost past hiking boots, right? Like, we're kind of, most people are using trail running shoes now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you're breaking in a shoe, you probably don't, you probably want to wear socks. Um, but I always tell people, it's like, if you want to build up calluses on your feet, which some people like, some people don't, they protect you from blisters, true. Um, but one thing I recommend is like slowly weaning yourself into it, right? And so, like, I'll start off and I'll, I'll run, you know, just a road run or just a a walk in your neighborhood. And when you feel like – and you have uh, socks, a pair of socks in your pocket, and when you feel yourself, even the slightest inkling of a hot spot, stop, put your socks on, then keep walking. Once that goes away completely after five to seven days, time to try it again. You know, it's just like training for Mm -hmm. anything. You know, this whole Florida Trail thing, I was so just – so I like it was so much needed for my soul because like I've been injured for so long and and from running because I sit all the time and I told myself, uh, last January, that's like kind of when I started doing, you know, this is I was like, I'm going to do this Florida trail thing and you know, FKT assigned. I was like, I just want to go finish it. I got three weeks, so you have to do an FKT. <laughs> <So> you <Yeah. laughs> know, you have no choice. Like you either finish it in this time or you're going to stop early and you're at that for the rest of your life. And so I couldn't run. So I would just go out there walking. I would start, I started off a mile to walk a mile. Then it got more and more and more. And yeah, like once we got uh, to the trail, like I used every trick in the book, you know, from using a super powerful headlamp and, you know, to uh, if I was hot, staying wet. You know, if, if, you know, a lot of people, if you're hiking, people are afraid to dump water on themselves, maybe because they don't have enough or whatever. But, you know, I I stayed wet. I, you know, did things. And and I used the whole mentality the whole time I was doing it. I kept saying bend but don't break. So, like, even through just the heat of heat just bearing down on me uh, through Kissimmee Prairie and through, like, just south of Orlando, you know, it got hot as hell and it would slow me down, but I wouldn't stop. So,
3: uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. So now looking back after doing this trail, do you, what do you feel different? Do you, What do you feel that is different now than before, um, about the trail? Like seeing the new sites, um, obviously, you know, your own personal just transformation and, and, and soul changing issues, my issues, but things, transformations, I guess. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> uh, no, no, like, but, yeah, what did
1: I, what did yeah, I gain from that? How did I
2: change? Yes, yes, yes. For,
1: for sure. I'll tell you about that. And then if we have a second, I'd love to just kind of just give a quick, what the heck happened the whole time. <laughs> i give you a couple of funny stories, but uh, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah,
3: for sure. I think,
1: I, I think, like I I just said before is like, I I needed this for like my soul, like mentally I needed this. And for me, I have never been in that much pain in my entire life combined. I mean, as I was every single day, there was not a single day that went by that I did not cry. But, you know, one of my favorite quotes is by this guy, Eric Thomas. And he was like, you know, if you, if you're in pain and you're crying, so they this paraphrase it's like don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. And sometimes I would be crying because I was hurting so bad. Other times I would be crying because I just let something go. Uh and, I, and it's when you are on your body's brink of just being completely broken, um, you kind of let go of of everything. Um, and you just kind of if you stay with it long enough that you kind of just keep going through and, and you become one strong, mentally strong person. And, and you know, again, I, I hate to use the word through hiker with myself because I feel like it's not fair to the people who do through hike. I feel like that takes away from them, you know, whatever I did, you know, labels aside, like I, I did the whole trail, you know, on foot, even though we were going off to go to hotels and, and, you know, I was being spoiled like that. But I had such an amazing experience with just the things that I saw. And, and you know, as I started to get further into it, um, you know, my goal was, like, okay, I can't wait to catch up to the thru hikers. And I ended up catching up to a bunch of people who were like, hey, are you that guy running? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that, that was kind of cool. But the biggest thing is, and I think the difference between what I was doing and what a lot of people – do, and it's probably just, I mean, it's who I am, but I tried to share on social media every single day, my whole journey. Um, I actually even took a photo per mile on the mile more or less, uh, and I saved them in my phone. So I have like about 1,100, 1,200 photos in my my phone um, that I saved as favorites, and I need to figure out a way to make like a little slide of that. Um, But yeah, I, I just there were so many times, and it's not so many times, it's just the entire time I wanted to give up. But there was this strong desire within me that was like, I don't care what happens, I am not going to give up. And when I got to the point where I was like, man, I, I, you know, probably seven, six, seven days in where I was like, I'm, my body's not working. I I got to River Ranch. Uh, We stayed there one night, which is an interesting story, Um, but on the Kissimmee. And I literally, Joey pulled up the car, and I went to get out. I could not wait there on one of my legs. And I was like, Mm. this is it. I'm injured. It's over. And I was like, can you get closer to to the room? And he said, yeah, sure. And he didn't know why. And I literally crawled to the room. And that was like not an, embell- he thought I was embellishing a little bit. And I got in and I was like, my leg is throbbing. I, I was like, I was, I was angry. I was like, this is it. And, you know, later that night, I was like, you just got to like wake up. Every day is new. You never know how you're going to feel. Um, you know, every day would just be pain. And I tried to fight the pain. I tried to take my mind somewhere else, you know, like doing yoga stuff or whatever, try to just disassociate with my body and go somewhere else and every time I did that it didn't matter I'd still come back to being in horrible pain and it took about 10 days 12 days 14 days for me to mentally accept that this is going to hurt every single day like the worst pain of my life and it is never going to get easier period and once I accepted that it was like now I could move forward, you know, and, and, and right. focus on things. Right. But it was, I mean, God, like every day it was, you know, life present, presented me a new problem to solve <laughs> and multiple problems. So it was like the whole time I was just thinking like, okay, how can I solve this problem? How can I make this better? How can we get through this? You know? And, and sometimes it was like, okay, like this is a very simple problem that's only like, you know, a half mile or something, you know, or where are we going to get aid into this? Or, you know, just small things. But other things are like, oh, man, like I can barely put weight on my left leg. And, you know, it wasn't like, oh, man, my knee hurts. was just like, man, my quad is just blown up.
3: So yeah. some
1: days I would, I would do 50 miles on one leg, and other days my legs would be shot. I would get out my hiking poles, and I would do the whole thing on my upper body. So it was just I had this this mentality that was like I don't care how broken I am I'm going to continue to crawl tooth and nail until I get this done and that was that was just what got me through I've never done anything like that in my life for that long
2: now you mentioned the pain part and and you mentioned talking listening to Dan's episode and I think you said you listened to Jupiter. Have you ever talked to anybody else who has done an FKT before? Like, even to prep, when you were prepping for this, did you get their perspective? And Or is this all your experience is new and you haven't been able to even, like, kind of digest it? Anybody who could share that experience?
1: Yeah, uh, actually, the only person I asked, and I think it's the only person <laughs> I know that is, I would ask about that, uh, well, actually two people, but really the person I went to was Carl Meltzer. Speed Goat is one of my good buddies. I've known him for 10, 10 years. Uh, and I kind of just asked him some general questions, and, you know, kind of like, hey, like, what should I do every day? Should I go for time or distance? He goes, pick the places where you're going and then do whatever you do to get there. And I'm like, all right, that works out. So every morning, you know, I had everything pretty much plotted out, you know, on my A goal, which was, you know, hey, do this in 20 days, 15 hours, or whatever it was, uh, which obviously, I totally blew that by like two days, um, because of dead bugs, and not sleeping a <laughs> couple of nights yeah. cause of, in my car, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, so I, I asked him a couple tips and tricks, and, and whatnot, and so, but yeah, a lot, most of it was just kind of stuff I had experienced, and Going out there and and just kind of baptism by fire a little bit, right? <laughs> and, and actually, yeah. And, and actually, I'll tell you one thing that I, I really learned um, is I kind like the last two years I've watched um, the hiker guys go out for the the FKT, Jason um, mm-hmm. Zan's record, and um, I forget the guy's name. Last year it was. Uh, like Arash or whatever is the, the, the Indian name kind of guy. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I had a blast following him. Man, damn, that was cool. Um, and I also followed, uh, that turbo stash guy, uh, last year yeah. and this yeah. year. And I was like, uh, I watched him go out and he did 50 miles day one. And I was thinking like, that's way, that's way too fast. Um, you know, like if, if you want to average, uh, miles a day you don't start off with 50 miles a day or 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 if you're trying to average 45 you don't start off with 45 you start off with like 38 you know 40 right so my whole goal was kind of like slowly work into it and I knew that if I could get to Orlando if I could get to Tosahatchee and my legs were not blown up that I had that I was going to finish this whole thing and and things were going to go pretty well and (laughs) the funny part of that as soon as I left Bull Creek and hit the the Mormon Roadwalk, God, I was messed up.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so now, did you end up having any favorite places or sections that uh, you might not have uh, known about before?
1: Yeah. So one thing is like you know I look at again I follow a lot of pe- stuff uh, people have done. Um, pretty much before White Springs going northbound, I had done probably 60 plus percent of the trail. Uh, I would say maybe 60% of the trail. Um, But I hadn't done much past that. I'd done some in, I'd done all of St. Mark's. Uh, I'd done the last, 20 miles, basically, of, of the whole trail, um, but there's a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, this will be really interesting, and, you know, it kind of motivated me to get to it, and one of the things I was really excited to get to was the Suwannee River, and I'd only done, like, 70 miles along that, and I just assumed that's what it looked like the whole time. God, that is the most underplayed section of trail in North America from... Um, <laughs> I, I really think, like, from a lusty battlefield all the way to the end of the Swan, whatever that distance is, I think it's, like, 100 miles. God, is that – that is awesome. And, it, and the going that direction, I'm glad I was going northbound because it, it just got more and more scenic. And, like, the massive oak trees, oh, my God, that was incredible. And, uh, you know, one of the nice things about going the every day because i wasn't having to set up or break down tents or camp or whatever is every single day i was getting this just epic if it was available if it was clear i would get this epic sunrise and sunset and i just every every time i would just be walking through it or running through it and i would just stop and be so appreciative of that and the swanee was was no different um there was a section I came up on, I want to say it was like Holton Springs or something like that. Does that sound familiar, maybe? Mm,
2: Holton, yeah. Holt, I'm thinking about the Holt Camp. Um, I'm not sure if that's coming up correct, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's, anyways, it's right before you hit Ocila, uh section of, of Oh,
3: that. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry,
1: mm-hmm. not oscilla um
2: Is it the Osceola River? It might
1: be the Osceola River. Because in the Suwannee section, you hit the Osceola River for a while, don't you?
2: Yeah, it's right after the Suwannee is Osceola.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyways, like, um, whatever river that was that I was on during the middle of the Suwannee section, before you get to Suwannee State Park, uh, Suwannee River State Park, man, that was absolutely incredible. Like, I, I came up on this one spring and all those i think you'd commented they're all those rain lilies were all blooming oh yeah yeah. And, and i came in and again like you just don't see anybody on these trails um you know and and i, I came up on this and there's like the spring and i thought it was like an oasis i was like this is a place you would literally come to and be like i need to start a religion here <laughs> like <laughs> like 200 years ago i mean it was just all inspiring and uh yeah, it's, you know, I was chasing a storm, uh, trying to get done with the Swanee section because I, I basically did like 50 miles or 55 miles along the Swanee uh, on one day, and at the very end, whatever the last section is, like you pop out, run down a dirt road, and then you, you turn back down the the river and back up, which was just absolutely horrible and unneeded, but uh, <laughs> yeah, completely mud the whole time, like this thin line was like uh oh, it was pouring rain, but that was by far my my uh, I would say my favorite day for sure. Hmm. All
2: right. Now, did you have any issues? I know because you weren't using a in reach or a spot or anything like that. Did you have any issues with people like tracking you down and taking your time and and any kind of things like that, or were you pretty much just running into whomever just happened to be out there and they didn't know what you were doing and you were just crossing paths?
1: Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, I, the thing is this, is, like, I didn't carry one of those Garmin inReach, A, because I didn't want to buy one, but, B, also because I ran with a GPS watch the entire time. Uh, and then, so my Kuros that I bought, which I haven't owned a GPS watch, like, literally ever, <laughs> um, but I bought that. It recorded everything the whole day. Uh, and then, you know, just in case people we were like, you didn't do that, or you gave your watch to somebody else, or blah, blah um i actually took uh gaia gps i would take geolocated uh, photos with myself in it or you could see my hand with my watch and my hand tattoos which nobody mm-hmm. else has uh-huh. um just random sections typically when i was like further out in the middle of nowhere where it's like oh you can't just like walk up here walk out you know what i mean uh and then i did take the photos like every mile on the mile so i'm not i mean if somebody wants to be like oh you didn't do it like uh, okay, cool, like, whatever, dude, Pro- prove me wrong, you know, that's not really why I was out there um, as a whole. It was just to have an epic experience and going for an FKT, if you will. It's not even FKT, it's the only known time, is really the more accurate uh, description of it, because no one has done that supported. Um, right. Which which makes what Dan and those other guys have done just absolutely Incredible, you know, like yeah. holy shit, you know, and, and I, I, but anyways, I digress, but yeah, so I just that was kind of what I did. And I had a friend, uh, Willie uh, Syndrome is his name, uh, goes by the name of Nature Boy, is his trail name. Oh, mm-hmm. god maybe ten, 10 years ago, he was going self supported on the AT and he was doing updates. Well, somewhere I, I want to say in like Virginia, North, North, Northern North Carolina, somewhere like that. He got actually drugged out of his tent during the middle of the night. Two or three guys beat him to within an inch of his life. Somebody else found him the next day, called the cops, had to come get him. He was in the ICU for like a week or two, like just all kinds of messed up, all because people were like, uh, you know, white blaze or whatever, that whiteblaze.net. They were just like,
3: yeah, you should
1: only do X amount of miles per day, blah, blah, you know. I've had death threats from people before because we put on races on quote unquote, their trail on public land. So, you know, that's something that like really kind of resonated in my mind where it's just like, you know, I don't really want people knowing. So like I wouldn't put an accurate, like I did 52.3 miles a day. Cause then somebody would just add it up. Um, Correct. But, it, but, but realistically, like, you know, if you if you know if you've been on the Florida Trail, you see where my videos are. You probably get a good guess of where I was. <laughs> right. But it just it just kind of gave me that extra little buffer, like just in case, you know. Um. So yeah, and we we had some really interesting, or rather, Joey had some interesting interactions while waiting for me at trailheads. You know, he's Hispanic, and you know, it's like. <laughs> That's another funny story. Like, I came up to road crossing at least six times, and he was with a cop. <laughs> Cause oh, my believe God. Because they not story. Yeah, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm
2: like, hey, man, how's it going, you know? <laughs> and they're like,
1: oh, you are telling the truth.
2: Wow, <laughs> oh, that's – I mean, that's, like, funny but also so horrible. It's just
1: uh, – Oh, t- 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 totally. Yeah. Profiling for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, we kind of – laughed about it. I'm like, Joey, are you getting arrested again? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I'll tell you, you know, just to kind of give a quick rundown of like everything that kind of happened. I'll, I'll try to be like five, seven minute range, but so basically, um, I was supposed to start, I think I started February 7th. I can't, I can't remember right now. It was seventh or eighth, but anyways, we ended up pushing it back a day. Um, because we weren't able to get to, uh, down to South Florida, you know, in time. Because Joey lives in Ohio. He literally drove through the night. Uh, I was putting up stuff for our event. I just got all the stuff, uh, like loaded up, cleaned up, blah, blah. My other co race directors drove back to Atlanta. Um, and he drove through the night. I slept in a hotel in Orlando. And he got there in the morning, literally slept for a 30-minute power nap, okay? And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm driving down to Naples. He's, uh, you know, he's in the passenger seat. And we're trying to get to Naples because, like, okay, we need to go do all this shopping and do all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, ended up getting to Naples, like, I think on, like, a Wednesday night. And technically, I was supposed to start on that Thursday and, uh, or whatever day it was, and, uh, I ended up, um, you know, being like, all right, nah, 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 we're going to start on like Friday, um, or w- whatever day it was. And, uh, you know, that ended up giving us like an extra little, ah, day, but we were just like, go, go, go. We had to do all the shopping, go here, go there, blah, 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 went over to the Oasis Visitor Center. Cause I was still trying to, uh, have him, you know, maybe meet me at like one of the road crossings, the, the, um swamp boogie crossings and, and Oasis, and I didn't realize that, like, you had to get, you know, permits and all that stuff, so that didn't work out, so it's like, okay, no worries, I'll just carry a bunch of extra stuff, like, whatever, you know, 30 miles, no bailout, I'm, I'm not worried about that, you know, I've done that many times, so I actually had a friend uh, come and quote-unquote pace, but he ran the big Cypress section with me, and so hmm. that next morning, he came over there, met us. And I had uh, some friends who had just run the race, and they were, like, traveling Florida in their RV for a month. They came over there to cheer me on and see me off. So I had, like, you know, three or four people there, like, you know, hey, way to go. All right, you got this. So we ended up getting over there, and it was essentially the largest fucking storm that they had had all year, you know, or, or within the last, like, eight or nine months, Okay. And so we get there and we're like, oh, looking at the Doppler, it looks like, you know, it's one wave of rain. We just th- drove through that. It's not a big deal. Like, okay, the wave comes through. It's like 435 in the morning. We take off. Okay. And once we take off, you know, it, you know, it stopped raining. And as soon as it, we took off within a half mile, all of a sudden it was like the heavens opened up and it was like sideways. Mm. <laughs> and it's like all the, you know, Big Cypress had dried out the week before. Like, you probably wouldn't even got your feet wet for the first 20 miles. And then all of a sudden, guess what? It is, you know, standing water not even a half mile in. So what should have been, you know, something that shouldn't have been too, too bad ended up being, like, just slogging through. And, oh, it was horrible. Um, but it was good, um, but yeah, and we, we ran into, uh, they were doing a, a work day out there. Oh, yeah. And so I was actually able to get some some water from those guys from Jeff Glenn, I was like, hey, man, like, you guys mind if I grab some water? They're like, oh, cool, 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 cool. I was like, thank you so much, telling them where blowdowns were. <laughs> so we get the Big Cypress. Uh, the guy who's chasing me, Aubrey is his name, uh, he Went on his way, and I uh, went crossed under uh, seventy five, and and went about my thing, and at this point just started walking, and was enjoying all the gators along that, and you know started getting dark, and and came into the the, the reservation, and and a cop actually stopped me uh, along the road, and was like, hey man, you all right? I was like, yeah yeah I'm like out here on the Florida trail. I was like, oh well, where's your pack? And talked to him, and like, well I just saw uh, you know. A, a, a mother panther and her two cubs, or whatever. It's like, you know, might want to <laughs> watch out. But like, oh, man, I missed it. You know, that was my thing. Like, I yeah, that. I, like, I wish I could have seen that. You know, and obviously, then we had the snafu with staying there that night. And then the next day, got on, got on my way, and uh you know, the worst part is uh I, I thought about literally the whole thing was, man, that Lake O, those levees. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. So I, day two, I got to John stretch park, uh, called a day, um, and, uh, met another guy. It ended up walking in with him. I, I forget his name. Um, but we were chatting for a while and, and, uh, you know, that, that was, that was that. And, uh, went and stayed in, in or whatever. The next day I knew it would be horrible. Went on, uh, started running had a beautiful sunrise from uh you know from the lost trail and ended up running into people who are running the lost 118 so they run the whole they circumnavigate lake Okeechobee, and and they were coming the opposite way and these guys are haggard And, and the funny thing is like i i did not plan it out that way i just had planned to come through there on a sunday because i knew that you know, uh, all the construction sites would be closed and I could just run through them, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I saw these people and it was, it was hilarious. Cause you know, I'm just like, Oh God, this sucks. I'm running into a headwind. These guys <laughs> are like 110 miles in. And I, I saw these people I knew. They were like, run bum. What's up? It was like a bunch of people who would like run my races. So it's like, it kind of felt like a, a little boost in, like, celebrity status from that. It was just kind of, like, <laughs> what I needed at the time, and and I had never been on the final portion of that lost section, and that was the worst. Like, I had a, a, probably a 25-mile-per-hour headwind for, like, six hours, and it just ate me alive, but uh I got all the way done with it, got to Paradise Run, and Man, was I beat up! You know that was that was day three, and I, I was just just beat up. And the next day, I'd, we had already we had done this in training. Joey had come down there back in uh, like uh, a couple months before, and we had done this starting at Paradise Run and gone up uh, all the way to Starvation Slough. Had to kind of it was a shorter day, but a harder day. Uh, so I pulled yeah. up short because I I couldn't go into Kissimmee, uh, and then. That day really hurt, like really hurt me. The just getting back on gnarly trail again, it was like, oh Jesus! After a hundred and something miles of levees and dirt roads, and uh, you know, I was really contemplating just like stopping there. And the next morning, uh, I, I that was one of the nights I slept in the back of my truck again. Didn't sleep or shit. There was coyotes howling all night and rummaging in our stuff and. Anyways, I woke up all early and I was like, Joey, don't worry about waking up, like I'll see you at Kissimmee Prairie, you know, like this Cowboy Crossing, I got like a water pot, like it's all good Take off. My headlamp within two miles died and I was like, Oh God, shit, and I have this yeah. massive bright headlamp. And my Wild Florida race had come through here a couple weeks before and or a couple weeks before a week before and yeah. <laughs> uh, our our yeah, our front runners had seen Panthers out there. Uh, Multiple people had seen a panther uh, coming into Kissimmee Prairie. And so I'm like, you know, wildlife really doesn't freak me out too much. But when it's like 4 or 5 in the morning, there's a thick fog, my headlamps are dead, and I'm having to run with my iPhone light, yeah, I get a little weirded (laughs) out.
3: Yeah. So
1: that was just kind of just creepy and, you know, slow going. And you just laugh laugh about it like, there was only one battery in my headlamp, and I was like, what happened, like, how did that fall out, like, that's, what, you know, you can't even make stuff like that up, and anyway, so I ended up just going super slow, and kind of getting off, not really off trail, but just kind of like, okay, is this the way, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we're good, and uh, made it through that, and then it got super hot, because I had slowed down, I was fully exposed, going through uh, KISO, and and uh, yeah, that was that was a hard day, but it, when I crossed the Kissimmee River for the final time, like after the lock, and I crossed the river on the road on, uh, what is that, 60, I, mm-hmm. it, it was just magical for me. It was like a, just, I don't know, it was a really, it was like one of those points where you're just like, yeah, I crossed this river for like the third time or whatever. And I don't really know what that means, but it definitely is a milestone that I'm really proud of. And that whole area was stuff that I had, run multiple times and you know the next day i started in three lakes south um i almost got killed multiple times uh running down highway 60 that was
2: was oh god yeah oh
1: god that was horrible um and you know i just i just see these like farmlands and it's like why can't we go through there (laughs) Um, i know i know oh it, it breaks my heart but i digress so then I started the next day, three lake south, and i was that was the night that I crawled in to River Ranch where we stayed and I didn't think I was going to be able to continue um so that really messed me up and From there, I went from three Lake South all the way through Bull creek to the to one ninety two and that was a long day, long day um God that, oh, yeah. that hurt yeah and i and the the hard part was like like I told you, I had that little freak out two or three hours before each sunset. Well, coming into Bull Creek, that's the hardest, most technical part of that whole thing. And I was looking at doing a lot of it in the dark and I started running and, you know, every step was like stepping on a landmine at that point. Finally got to 192, a buddy, Steven came down, who's part of the, uh um I think the black bear chapter. And mm-hmm. he's a runner and he came down, paced me a little bit, put me in a better mood, but yeah, I was just, at this point, I was like, "Man, the wheels are coming off, and uh, it, it did not look good." And the next day, I actually felt a lot better. Running through the Mormon property, I was able to go pretty quickly, and, and that was kind of funny. When I was running, I had so many people pull up and kind of was like, "Hey, what are you? What are you doing? You know, why are why are you running on our our road? You know, it was nice, but also kind of like, why are you here?" Um, yeah, I was interesting. Um, but I was like, Hey man, I'm okay. I'm just And they're like, Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Keep on, keep on. It's like, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. entered Tosahashi uh, as I called the number, uh, it was an organized, uh, hog hunt. One <laughs> of like oh, five no. days. Yeah. Which I, I, whatever. I don't, that don't bother me. If people are hunting hogs with dogs. Like you're not going to shoot me, <laughs> you know, like, but, uh, I ran into some, some, uh, the Florida man out there, these guys were like deep in the bush hunting. I was talked to them for a while. That was kind of cool. And, uh, ended up having another really hard finish to the day going, uh, into Chuliota, uh, basically or just shy of that. God, that was a rough day. But once I finally got, uh, to the cross greenway or whatever that is, Seminole path, in orlando oh yeah oh yeah things kind of started to look up i was slowing down but i was still going um and let me tell you i absolutely loved going through Seminole state forest like the next day until i got through swanee river from i would say from northern orlando or toast ashley until i finished the swanee that was like my favorite part of the whole trail you know not like at, at least a week but it was all rice creek oh my god what that was incredible Um, yeah, and I I just was having really unique experiences, like, on a lot of these spots where I felt like because I was kind of running a little bit and going at a faster pace, I was getting these just really unique opportunities for sunsets and just that Palatka Lake Lake Butler Trail, like, as much as I'm sure most people hate that, there was a thick fog lying in on that, and it just, you know, I was pretty freaking stoned going through there. (laughs) Uh, yeah. You know, to be yeah. frank. And it was like just a surreal experience. Um, but yeah, and pretty much, you know, to speed things up a little bit uh, after I got through um, at that point, that's when I started kind of running into a lot of people. Um, and what really I think, screwed my body up the most was going through Juniper Prairie and all that area in the Ocala because it was so sandy and I was having the, and I was walking all of it. And I was having to pull, and it screwed up my hip flexors. So every night when I went to lay down to go to sleep, my entire hips and everything would just pretty much seize up and just would be throbbing so hard that I could not go to sleep. Like whenever I would actually go to sleep, I would, I would, it would be because I passed out, and it would pain would wake me back up.
3: So I would like, oh, I'd go to
1: sleep in pain and wake up in pain, and. Oh, um Eventually, I um, you know my parents came and that that gave me a big boost. But like you know the first two weeks, I had my eyes on the prize. I was good to go, you know even though I was hurting so much. You know people were so encouraging online, and friends were sending me all these messages. It, that was arguably the best part was I got to see how many people I got to be uh, more or less a hero for, or at least an inspiration in some small aspect of, and that and that's what I wanted. You know I wanted people to see, hey, I'm not an elite runner someone should be able to do this trail in eighteen, nineteen days. That's not me. It definitely wasn't you know, me with my stomach either and, and bad sleeping. But I'm gonna put myself out there and I'm not gonna give up and, and I hope that inspires people. But yeah. you know my parents were, yeah. But I, I did lose sight, uh, I would say the last week was really hard. You know, there's all this roadwalks you know and, and as a runner, you know, the roadwalk would take me a day. As a hiker, that sucks. Like, that's two, three days of just walking on road. Get, I got chased by so many dogs. Like, it wasn't even funny. Probably 50 dogs. And, you know, I had people run almost run me off the road um, multiple times. You know, people yelling at me, throwing stuff at me, calling me all sorts of names. You know, like, just stupid stuff that I feel like if you're a hiker, you know, people possibly aren't doing that to you but it's just that was an interesting experience and and um when I was coming out of like once I got to uh Apalachicola National Forest that's when I started having a really bad time I did not like any of the trail through there a lot of it was like incredibly overgrown um actually the only thing I really liked was being in the middle of Bradwell Bay wilderness like in that section they haven't logged that was really cool but you know, I was pulling ticks off me the whole time. Mm. Uh, I got <laughs> I got three different types of ticks the whole time that I was on that. Um I got them off very quickly, like within minutes to an hour. That was good, but yeah, that whole Apalachicola just put this sour taste in my mouth because my favorite oysters in the world world are from Apalachicola Bay.
3: <laughs> and, right. Uh,
1: I was looking forward to going through there because I hadn't been through it at all. And they, I just, you know, I mean, called me sour or whatever. I just, I absolutely hated that section. It was like painful, miserable, just nothing I hadn't seen before other than Bradwell Bay in the heart of that, which brought me to tears, by the way, reading on gutter. Cause like, this has never been logged mass massive trees. I mean, it was beautiful, simply beautiful. I mean, there's no, there's no words for it, but yeah. And then after that, I got that road walk to, uh, through Bluntstown and uh oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know that was like uh prescribed fire was burning my lungs i'm trying to run through that and then all of a sudden it just started like crazy sideways rain uh uh flash flooding and i finally got to um oh what's that section the uh chipley i think mm-hmm. chipley river yeah so i got to that and right before i got to that I was it i, I uh, was at a gas station i met joe yet and and this guy kind of pulled over and was like, he's like, hey, man, what are you doing out here? And I was like, oh, God, somebody's going to mess with me. And Joey is kind of like, hey, man, I got a, I got a gun. We're good. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I can see him thinking that. And he's like, and uh, anyway, it turns out, I think the guy's name is Eric. He's a, a volunteer for the Florida Trail Association. He helped clear out, like, a lot of that after the hurricane. And he was mm-hmm. just really uh, excited that, he had run into, like, a food hiker. You know, he hadn't seen him. Oh, yeah. A while. Yeah, and so, you know, I talked to him for, like, 10 minutes and took some photos and was like, thank you so much. And I was going to stop right there. Well, it motivated me to go through this. Like, no, dude, you want to go now. It's going to be flood stage. So I went through there, and it was so much rain, and it was in the dark. I couldn't see more than, like, five feet in front of me. And I was just following ribbons that somebody had put up there and just the hole in the the canopy, and and when I got to the other side, there was a gentleman waiting for me, it was Wilton, the guy who's the the pastor at Hillcrest, he had drove down in the rain, he had been following me, he would sent me all these really nice messages, and he came down there, and he gave me the biggest damn hug, and I just started, I lost, I was just (laughs) crying, it was like, and again, I was like, I was going to stop there. I went another mile or two up the road and stopped for the night. But, it, you know, the whole thing with the Florida Trail that really amazed me was just how much love and how much care people that are part of the FTA and people that help out through hikers are. Like, it, you know, we see it on the AT. I do a lot of, like, trail magic, you know, with our events that we do on it. We leave, you know, food for people and, you know, hook people up, you know, in that sense. But this was, like, just on a whole whole nother level and uh you know the next day i ended up you know just was beat up you know kind of ran by because that was the night of the uh the bed bugs um and i i ran by the hillcrest baptist church and there was two two hikers there and they came out and you know we we're chatting they're cheering me on it was so awesome and uh, and i was like hey can i just Let's give these guys fruit. I bet y'all haven't had fruit and you should have seen their eyes light up. Like that was that was mm. the coolest part for me. It was trying to give other people, you know Trail magic. While I was yeah, you know, while I'm out there trying to push myself. So that was really cool and then went through uh uh Econfina uh and that was interesting. Uh <laughs> I had done some trail work there to help out. And, uh, I was, I was so tired. Uh, I literally slept uh, on the ground for about an hour in the parking lot, uh, mm-hmm. while my parents and, and Joey were there and I ate about like a half pound of bacon and just passed out. And I, I was, I was hallucinating at that point because I was so deprived of sleep at that, you know, cause I hadn't slept cause the, these bed bugs I had welps all over me on my face, on my arms, oh man, it itched. I was horrible. Mm. And uh hated the first eight miles of it. Then from there was some bridge I crossed over and there was like bluffs over it. It was beautiful from there all the way um to Eglin, minus the walk was just epic, epic. Like Nakusi or however you say that. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it was just, it was incredible. And I, I experienced something I'd never had in Florida before, which was switchbacks. Like, uh, there was this section.
3: Um, yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> and I was like, what are there switchbacks? This is nuts. Um, yeah, not, that was cool. Almost got run over, running between whatever that section was and, uh, Pine log State Forest. Uh, I had a guy cut into oncoming traffic and his mirror like brushed pretty much brushed my shoulder
3: uh, oh my God. Was,
1: that was insane um yeah and then had had a pretty good time and got to Eglin and uh the next day call, called it called it a day and I was just so tired of being on this damn trail you know and I had yeah. read something, another guy, I think he ended up stopping, but it was around 850 miles where he was like, I don't want to be here anymore. And somebody made the comment, that's pretty much where everyone gets burnt out. And when I read that, I was like, okay, I know that to expect that and just keep going. And so that's kind of what I did. And going through Eglin, it was just nice to be somewhere where everything was just so well maintained. There's a bit of up and down, like the bridges were awesome, uh, Keith came out uh uh, and kelly came out you know uh it it, it was awesome you know and and keith's like the head maintainer for 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 eglin and you know i just kept telling him like you guys literally have the most well-maintained section on the entire floor trail (laughs)
3: like
1: it is much appreciated i don't even have to look up like you'd be an idiot to get lost here like no blowdowns i mean so that was kind of kind of nice. And uh, coming, let's say coming through Crestview uh, at night was kind of interesting. That's kind of hood. Nobody really told me that. Like you kind of go through the hood through Crestview.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little um, bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I had, there's like crackheads going this way, crackheads going that way. Uh, I don't know. It was, it was a, you know, had some weird conversations with with people from their cars, uh, you know, asking me, like, what I was doing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, and then got through Eglin the next day and uh, pretty much could have made a really, really hard push and just finished it in 21 and changed days. But I decided it's, like, I'm now putting myself, my immune system at, you know, compromising that. I've got to direct the race literally next weekend. And uh, I had told Joey, my crew guy, I said, I don't care what happens. There's one section in the entire Florida Trail that I want you to be on with me. Uh, and it's a 3.8-mile section on the dunes towards the end. And uh, we would have done that at night. And I owed it to him to take him in that in daylight. And he loved that so much. Uh, I think it was probably the highlight of the whole trip for him getting out there on that. So, yeah, the last day was, you know, half day, it was just basically fun, like all the vibes, the good vibes, and, and you know, yeah, I, I love the last 20 miles, once you pop out of Eglin, even the last section of Eglin is really nice, and so, yeah, that ended up kind of jogging it in, and, and you know, you've been just grinding for three weeks, you know, a little over three weeks, and just breaking my body down, and in my mind, the finish was everything I thought it was going to be, which was absolutely no one gave a shit that I was there <laughs> except for me, <laughs> my, my parents, and and Joey. Uh, people were out in the park. People were riding their bikes down the face or the 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 path and through the campground and. I had two people cheer me on because, you know, my parents were like, check my son out. And it's like, oh, don't tell him that. That's just <laughs> real weird, you know, like, whatever. I'm just a dude. And, uh, yeah, it was all all good vibes. And actually, I'll see the – one of my favorite things from the last day was I actually passed Peg Leg Pete's uh, as people were going in, like before the restaurant was open. And, like, I passed this girl, and she was walking in with her staff shirt on. I said – I was like, girl – I've been, I was like, I've been running 1100 miles thinking about peg leg Pete's like oysters on the half shell. I was like, I got like about six, seven miles to go, but I'm going to come back here and give me some oysters. You have no idea. And they were all waiting on the front steps, like, oh, you're doing the trail. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh yeah. And they started
3: cheering me on. <laughs> so that, that,
1: that was kind of cool. And uh yeah, I, I think the last day too, I just, I, my 50-mile PR is seven hours and two minutes. I ran on Destin Beach, uh, powered by Oysters and uh, Jack Daniels and Coke. So running on the beach is just like coming home for me, man. So that last day was just – I didn't even feel pain at that point. I, I, and I, I was able – my goal for the day was to try to see – to run hard and see if I could run the, the last mile at a six-minute mile pace, and I did. So Oh, good. Yep. It, it was awesome and, uh, went into the little shop at, uh, Fort Pickens and I had spoken with the lady before, like a couple months before I had gone there. I wanted to visualize me finishing and, uh, I left a really cool, uh, cool, uh, inscription kind of in her little log book. So, and that was it. We finished and, you know, it was midday. Went straight to Ted Pete had my first alcoholic drink in like five and a half months. I drank all of one quarter of a corona. (laughs) And I had two dozen oysters on the half shell and uh was just elated to be done. And next day
2: on my way back to Atlanta to start work again. (laughs) Right, right. Wow. What an epic little I mean It's just an epic adventure, and everybody tells me their story. It's their, you know, from their own perspective, their own transformations, and you know, whether you're, you know, you're taking it three months out or you're doing it three weeks. um, The Florida Trail definitely offers. I hear so many similar stories, but there's also, you know, that little personal tidbit that you can't can't express, but it leaves you, that it leaves you with. So. but I, I get that when people are expressing how much they enjoyed their hives or maybe not enjoyed it as much as they hoped, but it still leaves that impression. And uh, it's been fun listening to you talk about all of that. And uh, I just can't imagine the pain you went through either. That's just insane. Well,
1: God, I mean, it, it's just p- pain was constant, you know. And and I think, I think my biggest – take away from all this and allowing my body to be a vehicle for this for people is like people who live in Florida didn't even know about like the run, didn't even know about the Florida trail. And I had a, a bunch of people like, Oh, we can't wait to go get on it. And it's like, you know, I, I just hope that we can use some of that momentum. I mean, who am I? Nobody. But, you know, I had a, a rad time and I hope people, you know, you don't have to go through hike the whole thing, you know, just go check out some sections and maybe that'll motivate you to, do trail maintenance, you know, and, and give, maybe donate money, or maybe somebody will see that. And maybe there's a way that we can figure out to close these road gaps. Cause you know, at first those road gaps didn't bother me. I'm like, Hey, this is free mileage for me to run. But then towards the end, I'm like, this sucks. Like, yeah, like, I'm tired of getting chased by dogs. I'm tired of getting almost run over, you know, like, but as a whole, I have to say that that trail is unlike anything I've ever done in my life. And I hope I hope next year, year after, whenever it is, somebody goes back and they, they break that quote unquote record that I set. Um because I want other people to experience that, you know, and, and uh if you're a hiker and you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing the Florida Trail, do it. It is amazing. Uh the wildlife I saw the things I experienced, um, you know, one thing I listened to, the last thing I'll say is one thing I listened to when Dan was hiking, uh,
3: uh, you know, he was hiking
1: for like 17, 19 hours a day. Most of my days were uh 12 to 14 and a half hours a day. And there was nothing that I saw in the dark that I wanted to see in the day. Like I saw everything in the daylight and everything the mm-hmm. way that I wanted to see it. So that, that was a huge plus for mixing in a little bit of running uh, for, for me. Um, but it's just, you know, I go back and I really haven't had a full time. I, didn't have, I haven't had time to digest it cause I've been go, go, go. And so I really appreciate the opportunity to come on here. Cause as we were talking, i just, these little things that I had forgotten about, like I, they're coming back up in my mind, like, you know, almost stepping on rattlesnakes a couple of times and,
0: uh, <laughs> you know, just
1: all, all sorts of like just weird quirky things. But, uh, Yeah. Get out there, people. Go check out the Florida Trail. It is hands down the most scenic trail in America. Period.
2: Well, that is high, some high praise, but I hope uh, I do hope other people listening will will take to heart. So, and do thank thank you for sharing uh, you know all the details of your hike, and uh, it's definitely. And thank you for sharing the details on Instagram too. I appreciated following that along, and if I took a day or two off from Instagram, I would poke back in and wonder, like, how far is he today? I hope he's not injured. <laughs> nothing happened, and there you were, still plugging along.
1: Well, I, I appreciate it. And the one thing I have to say, too, is I really hope uh, Turbo Stash guy gets back out there next year, man. I truly enjoy following his everything, and dude, third time's the charm, man. Um, and somebody go out there and, and do that stuff again, and even if you're not going fast, just go enjoy it.
2: Yeah. I- well, I do want to transition and talk a little bit about your Wild Florida 120, just a little bit, because that was right before your your uh, Florida Trail hike, and that was what we talked about when you were on last. So maybe you could just recap how it went for you, and uh, you know how many runners ended up coming out, um, who, who won the race, if, if that's even a thing, and um, I guess just plans for next year if people want to join again.
1: So. Um it went awesome. It went flawlessly as far as, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the guy who won it is Eric Keenley. Uh, he is a local, uh, to Orlando. Uh, he's one of my good friends. I was so happy for him. Uh, we basically, when I was training for the Florida trail, he was also training for this race. And I was like, Hey man, you need to be doing some hiking. And he actually joined me a couple of days. We spent like, I think mean, eight hours one day walking through Tosahatchee, just pretty much doing every trail that you could do through there uh, with old road beds and just seeing some cool stuff through there. Um, and then uh, Christine Topaz, I believe her name, uh, Tokorts, uh she is from Colorado. Uh, she came and, and she won that, which is cool. We had about initially registered, like only took in about like a hundred and 20 people. Uh, This is not meant to be a large scale event, you know, Um, but the people that came down and, and, and ran it um, came from all over. I think we had like 20 or 30 States represented and uh, people were just blown away by the beauty. We kind of (sighs) got, we had some bad weather. It kind of rained for most of it. So like when people were going through like Kissimmee Prairie uh, Preserve, at night uh it was completely clouded over so there was no stars to be seen which is pretty much the only reason you would run through there at night um because it's a dark dark sky designated state park uh it's another place people should check out that is super awesome um but yeah so it, it went really well and we had this weird thing where we did two shuttles during the race uh which uh you know if you're through hiking you don't have that advantage to do that and it and it basically took people off these dangerous roadblocks, um, which I would never put runners on because that's not a good idea. Um, but, yeah, like that, that was really cool and a unique thing to the event that people hadn't seen before. Um, and the one thing that people, you know, really were – two things people were blown away by. One was the difficulty of flat, right? People see the word mm-hmm. flat and they're like, oh, pfft. This isn't a mountain. You know, A, it's not going to be beautiful, and B, like, it's going to be easy. Well, you know, the footing is not really the best in central Florida on a lot of the trails, you know, with grass and stuff like that and roots and, and whatnot. Um, so I think that really caught a lot of people off guard. Um, but the beauty, oh, man, people were just blown away, like, how – you know within 10 seconds you would be in a completely different you know biome you know all of a sudden you're in a
3: prairie boom
1: you're in an oak hammock boom you're in you know a, a palm jungle you know and like mm-hmm. the goodwin hammock or godwin hammock you know so that was really cool and and like i said the thing that tickles me the most i've done a lot of these uh, ultra marathons and stuff is and explored this area it, it's taking other people and there and having them appreciate that while also accomplishing something very difficult that they didn't know that they could do, and that's ultimately what this race is for me is is showing people that. And the real win for me was we had uh, three different Florida Trail Association chapters out there. We had tropical oh, checkers nice. at at the beginning. We had some po- folks from the Heartland chapter as well as the Indian River. Um, but, yeah, the Tropical Trekkers, they came out. Um, Rich and Aubrey came out, and they were uh, at the start of the event. Um, Jenna from the FTA came out and gave a little talk, and, and you know, we, it was just – it was magical, you know. So I a lot of times runners and, and hikers are sometimes – it's kind of like skiers and snowboarders – but today or that day or that weekend, we were all on the mountain together, you know, like having a good time. So I, I just I was so thankful for that. And I, I'm hoping that next year uh, we're either going to kind of swap locations like, you know, every other year we'll go back and forth um, or we're just going to uh, do it again next year. Same, same, same way. But I'm hoping that next year I'll be able to give some more money. We'll have a, a, a little more people. A few more people there and give more money, especially to the tropical trekkers that is going to try to, there's a roadwalk between Chandler Slough South and East or whatever it is, North and South, mm-hmm. but connect that to where it is one, uh, continuous track. Uh, and there's okay. a roadwalk. So yeah, we're, we're excited about that. Hopefully that'll happen. And I'm not the one doing it. I'm just hopefully giving a little bit of money that'll go towards it. Right. So right. Yeah.
2: Perfect. So, you think it'll be same time next year, or same weekend at least?
1: Yeah. So, like, we had a really weird thing happen. Our finish line was supposed to be at Forever Florida. Well, Forever Florida Doc Doc passed away, and um pretty close to our event. All of a sudden, Forever Florida closed its doors. So, we were able to pass through there, but we weren't able to have our finish there. So, it kind of left us scrambling. We literally just finished like at Highway 192 up on top of like a levee, and so it just parking there was like non existent so I kinda need a place with with a little more parking for for a finish. So that's kinda where what I'm looking at now and I had wanted to finish in uh um one of the adjacent properties to to Bull Creek, uh Triple N Ranch.
3: Um mm, but yeah.
1: they do which is awesome. I love it through there. Um it, the pro, and that's where actually the Florida Trail is be, being rerouted currently it's already it's already blazed as well um which will take the Mormon Road walk out and unfortunately eliminate Tosahatchee, which is one of my favorite places in the world from the official route um right. but the problem with Triple N Ranch is that like you know they got like uh, organized hog hunts like every weekend like mid January to mid February and it would mean that we would have to put the event late February, and that's kind of I get busier then. But also, it's kind of like man, you're starting to trend a little bit warmer. You know, another yeah. month of growing for everything, and so that's why that's what I'm kind of trying to play around and, and, and figure things out. And you know, while everyone's shut down, this is what Sean Blanton's thinking about is next year, the upcoming events. Like, you know, how can we make it better? How can we, you know that kind of thing? So, right. hopefully, early
2: February. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I hope, uh, I hope, I'm glad it was a success because I, when I heard it was happening, um, last year, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, they're going to do a what on the Florida trail. <laughs> but I'm glad it worked out and I'm glad that, like you said, the hikers and runners are coming together. And I think that, at least in Florida, it seems like that does seem to mesh pretty well. <laughs> um, oh, and yeah. I hope oh, yeah. that'll translate to other trails too. So.
1: I can't, I can't agree more with that. I mean, the biggest thing is we just all need to get out there and give back to the trails and get off, get out on the trails and protect them. You know, it doesn't matter. You run, hike, bike, walk, you're on a horse, a unicycle,
2: whatever, right? <laughs> right, right. Perfect. Um, well, is there anything else you'd like to wrap up about, about your, any of this, <laughs> The FKT, the Walkwater 120, whatever, what may be coming up for you after we get through this pandemic mess?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you – how about this? I'm going to tell you, like, two funny stories, uh, and then I'll say, like, maybe something else. But I'll tell you the one thing that really – because people would – I had to turn off, like, commenting on my Instagram because I was, like, I I was the victim of being on my phone, like, pretty much the entire time uh, I was on that because I was actually having to do business calls while I was on the trail for, like, upcoming mm-hmm. races. So, like, <laughs> it, it it was a work hike, right? Um but uh one of the things that really, God, like, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? People, while I was out there, I was in the most pain of my life. I was like, I just want to finish this, right? People go, hey, look, dude, there's this, like, 3,000-kilometer trail. Like, you should do that. And it's like, that's the last <laughs> thing that I want to hear right now. Like, uh, uh, you know, I was like, I will fight you right now. Stop, stop, stop that. Um and then the, the other thing that was actually really comical and uh I I have I don't know if I've ever had this high pitch of a scream before but but it happened I was by myself and um it was it was in the Alfred Alfred track uh which is just north of uh Buckman Lock and okay, yeah. uh yeah yeah and so basically I ended up um it was foggy as hell and I didn't bring my bright, I had this Kogala lamp, uh, which is just stupidly bright. Uh, and you know, I don't do any sponsors or anything like that. So there's no plugs. Um, but yeah. And, uh, I just had my headlamp and you know, the fog was so thick that like I could barely see through it. And it's just a spot that's just not used like at all, like at all. And, um, you know, I'm running, and I'm like, okay, and I'm looking on gun hook, and I'm like, oh, there's, like, a big 90-degree right turn. And, you know, knowing what I know about the Florida Trail and, you know, trails in Florida, I'm like, that's probably going to be a road bed. Like, nothing looks like that, you know? And yeah. um, in, anyways, I kind of couldn't find this turn. I am like, oh, it's kind of weird. It looks like it goes down to the left. Well, maybe it goes down there. And I'm like, well, it's a gravel road. I kind of, It just looked weird. And so I kind of, like, messed around there for a couple minutes, and then I was like, ah, I think i just go down here. So I just, I bombed down, um, I bombed down, um, uh, I bombed down this little gravel trap, right? And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I put my first foot forward thinking, like, okay, this is going to be gravel. Well, it wasn't gravel. It's whatever that little moss is that covers, like, the water, like, in ponds. And, uh, yeah, and so all of a sudden it was, like, I was running full speed down this little decline. It was, like, splash, splash, like, oh, God. And I scared the (laughs) shit out of two gators, like, on either side of me. And I scared them way more than they scared me. And I just went, ah!
3: And, like, (laughs) and they
1: went freaking flying the other way and they're like
2: blah 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 i mean it was just it was funny yeah that's crazy well thank you for taking your time i know we've uh chatted quite a while but um i appreciate you taking the time out to talk about all this it sounds like this is a good time to kind of decompress the hike too so i appreciate you doing that on the podcast
1: Well, yeah, no. And I, and I appreciate it. I, I just had all these random things that I would narrate to myself, like through notes on my phone. And I hope I'm not going to like write a book or anything, you know, I'm not trying to make money off that or anything, but I definitely want to write about my experience. And I think, you know, it's probably a good time to do it. And there's some, a lot of comical things and just a lot of crazy things that happen that I'll have to go back and uh, (laughs) think about again, (laughs) but thank you. For doing what you do, uh, I actually listened to the podcast a bunch during uh, during the hike, um, which was kind of kind of weird. It's like I don't know going to a concert, but then buying a T-shirt for that concert and wearing it
2: at that concert. At <laughs> concert, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I appreciate that, and I, you know, I always like to know when people listen to the podcast because you know, other than you know, people talking to me on DMs or, or commenting on Instagram, I really don't have a clue who really actually listens. So it's really nice to to hear that. So I appreciate that. Well, keep it up. All right, you too. And uh, onward to the next trail.
1: Sounds great. All right, thank you.
0: That's it for my interview with Sean. If you're interested in the future Wild Florida 120 runs on the FT, do check out the show notes for or where you can find Sean and sign up for his ultra races. The podcast website is orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and the podcast is on Instagram as Orangeblaze Podcast and Facebook as Official Orangeblaze Podcast. If you hike the Florida Trail in 2020 and are finding yourself stranded at home due to the pandemic and you want to chat for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to drop me an email at orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com and we can figure something out. All right, happy hiking and stay healthy, y'all.